Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that the audio quality on the first eight episodes is a little bit lower. Uh, episode nine was Scott Stripling. We got mics and started improving our audio quality from there. Feel free to skip around. Yo, we're back. It's three weeks in a row. I didn't know if we were going to make it. I know we we're going to make it back today. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours on the turnpike. Hello. When did the turnpike get so busy? Seriously. The way up wasn't that any fun either. No. There's like five what? hours on the way there. Florida, what are you doing? You're slammed everywhere. We're building everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Thanks, a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of construction, a lot of slowdowns, a lot of terrible driving. But we're here. We're back. Here. Five hours almost. Oh, I'm glad that you guys are following and I'm glad you guys are all here again. It was a lot of fun. The last couple of times, I imagine this time it's going to be pretty fun too. Anyway, I'm Brad and Thank You Surfing, and this is Chris from First Surf Shop and Division. And Division, I know. God, I keep forgetting I have all. You know, I don't think you forget. You have a few things that are. No, I know, I don't forget. It's just kind of, you know, anyway. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, Division's doing some fun stuff. We got Ami James. This guy actually has some appointments available this week, so if you guys want to get some tattoos. Ami James, the tattoo guy? Ami James, the tattoo guy from Miami Inc. Love, hey. Uh, he's got a couple appointments open if you want to get some tattoos. Our division spot in Winwood. Look it up, Division Winwood. Uh, follow us up. Let's get you inked. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not too bad. What else is happening in the shops? You guys got anything coming up? Uh, well, as far as we're probably got a barbecue coming up over there at Division. I like barbecue. A little happy hour. Uh, we're even contemplating on booking a little poker tournament together. Poker tournament? Poker tournament. I will not. Play. No, I'm so bad at it. Really? Yeah. You, you don't even you don't even want me to, take, to like be there until you take my money. But you see, the people that are really crappy at poker are usually the ones that win. No. Oh, it's one of those things where you throw the odds off completely. You throw everything. You're just you're doing. You're making decisions not based on positioning or what cards no. you're holding or anything else. You're just like feeling. Hey. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. And you ruin you ruin poker player with yeah, feelings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're just like I hate this guy. I'm yeah. tilted. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, so, like I'm all in firsthand. Oh God, I do. I like to do this little thing. Scott and my water sports when we play against each other hates when I do this. So I'll just kind of like put my hands over cards and I'll be like, <laughs> all in. And of course, it's like within the first rounds and the rebuys. So who cares? Live a little. I know what that means. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you, know, you poker people out there know what's up. I will just have to watch. And all right. Well, past that, we uh, you know looks like might have some surf on top a little bit down the road. Here. Yeah, no, I'm just certain now. There's a lot of wind chop, so get out there and enjoy what we do have. And the whole upcoming week looks like a lot of wind chop too. Maybe some swell filling in middle of the week. We have a couple of interesting things going on meteorologically. There's a low that might spin up over there in the Gulf. And then uh, as you go further through the week, there's a high pressure that should influence a gale sort of situation off the uh, mid-Atlantic. So a lot of wind. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get much clean swell. Things could change, but um, definitely surfable waves in South Florida, so not complaining about that. How would you rate our winter thus far versus, let's say, winter to the last three years? I was going to give you the last year over year comparison. Okay, let's go with last year. Uh, by this point last year, we had already had two major swells. Probably the two most major swells of the whole year. So, a little bit handful, I guess, a little bit. in terms of size. Uh, in terms of consistency, we've had a lot of waves all fall and into the winter. Right. So, 
not complaining about that, but we haven't really had like that epic quality South Beach all day overhead. What's your gut telling you? Are we gonna get anything? You think are we I don't go by gut, I go by statistics, Chris. <laughs> uh, knowing to hold them, knowing to fold them. Yeah, um, at least from forecasting. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this is our season, so absolutely, we're going to get one. And if we didn't get one, it'd be very surprising. Very um, surprising indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, look who's come in. Oh, come on in here. This is Jason McIntosh. Say everyone outside. What's up, everybody? <laughs> you want to let them know what your hashtag is and what your, uh, your ad is? So you can Basically, hashtags 305 arrow, any shots, ocean. South Beach. A lot of the shots you've been seeing with the with the sharks or the sawfish the other day or things you kind of, I'm sure you've been seeing go around. A lot of sharks. This guy doing it off the drone, doing some pretty phenomenal stuff. What's your handle? One love. What's your handle? Is it? Uh, Jason Mac Seven. Jason M A C Seven. Check that out. One love, fellas. So yeah, I mean, like I said, there's um. It's wintertime, we get our ways, at least our quality ways, with the exception of hurricanes in the wintertime from cold fronts and associated sort of systems. So it's the time of the year, so it's coming. We just gotta wait, be patient. Bring it, Jesus, it's rough. I mean, granted, you know, wind chop, it's all right. You know, get out there, it's a little nippy out there, and it's a little rough. The ocean is angry right now. Quote George Costanza. George Costanza. The ocean was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> but there were some there were some bombs out there. I saw Devo right now and oh, yeah. a couple others just getting some good overhead bombs. I was like, oh word? Oh you're checking them yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. So I checked the ads to look at it. Five hours in the car. I went straight into the shop. Yeah. Straight back to work. Straight back to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, other updates. Thank you, sir Bing. Got some stuff going on. Um, we uploaded the last two episodes of Talk Story, so you guys can check that out. Uh, cool. Episode well, zero and zero zero, and then I guess this would be episode one. No, this is episode three, that was episode one, episode two, so everything's up on the blog. You guys can check that out. Um, oh, I got a bunch of submissions from one of our local board aficionados. Okay. Jose is letting go of some of his craft. Some of his boards. Oh, yes. And I've got an inbox full of pictures, and it is pretty sick. He's got uh, some incredible boards. Well, he's he's one of those guys that you know has such epic stuff. That yeah. <laughs> you know, he, when, he, when he's trying to unload stuff, you should definitely pay attention. Yeah. Because you can get it way cheaper than you could possibly get it anywhere else. He loves surfing, loves boards, so. Right, and he's got boards that you're not gonna see in most surf shops around here. At definitely all. not, like, no. This is all like custom order stuff or Craigslist stuff that he like hunts down. So where do they find it? Where can I see it? It's gonna be on Thank You Surfing soon. I have not put it up yet. Uh, it's another thing that's coming this week. Also coming this week, we got a submission from our local photographer, Lou Lozada, um, AKA Photograph. And I uh, will do a little photo reveal, but I have to tell you, I did take a look uh, when he sent me the images. Yeah. It is, of course, sick, but varied. A lot of different stuff. Yeah, some of his abstract stuff, some okay. of him like messing around with images, uh, some of his water stuff, some of his land stuff, some barrels, some lifestyle. It's great. Pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty stoked to get that stuff. And uh, we'll put that out on the blog pretty soon. So check that out. What else we got going on? What else on? we got going on? So Surf Expo, we just drove back down from. Yes. Big thing. Big Bradley deal. here. 
Hasn't been to Surf Expo in 15 years? 15, at least 15 years. 15 years. So a lot's happened in the industry as well as Surf Expo in the last 15 years. So yeah. it's, it's interesting to get your perspective in regards to what he saw, how it went, everything else as far as that goes like. I mean, how different? What was one of the major things that you found that was completely different? Oh, it's completely different. Uh, way more of like an industry trade show. Um, I go to trade shows in, in other industries and they are more like what I saw today. Back in the past, it was not like that. It was like a circus, carnival, freak show, <laughs> with a little bit of business happening, it seems, I would hope. Um, but this is totally different. I mean, way more subdued. Um, also, I guess in terms of like the booths, the giveaways, all that kind of stuff. Way more conservative. Yeah, I guess that's a sort of sign of the times. Right, they don't toss things out the way they used to. The golden years, I think, are gone for a lot of surf companies and the surf industry. I think the the years from 2000 to 2005 were kind of the times where the, all the big like companies the were doing stuff, and and your expos showed that where there was excess everywhere. You know, they had big budgets, so it was blowing things out. Yeah, like they rented out Islands of Adventure. Yep. They've done Typhoon Lagoon a few times yeah. before. Did Contest any of you do no, not lately. What? But, but you also have That's like crazy. big guys like Quicksilver. Quicksilver not even showing up to to the show. I show wonder why. I mean, you know, <laughs> the bomb buying now. Quicksilver buying something giant. Something's, something's happening in the industry. But, sure. but a lot of that is changing. You know how they're approaching things. Plus, a lot of the challenge with this show was that. Typically, they have in the beginning of January, and they had it towards the end, wow. which is already outside of the closing, the buying windows and the deadlines for a lot of these companies. So you're like, all right, well, I already bought all this stuff, so what am I doing? I'm kind of window shopping. So you kind yeah. of go there to kind of talk about collaborative efforts, things to do, where that's where we can like. work things a little bit better. I think it was a high five thing, you know. But that's what's great about Big our industry. This is what's Giant great about program. our industry is that so many big decisions on deals that you're going to do with companies are based on feelings, how, how the mutual feeling are with each other and, you know, kind of just still a handshake more than anything else. And that's kind of cool that we still do that. Yeah, totally. I saw a lot of that happening. I mean, I'm not part of this industry per right. se. Like, I don't make any money from serving. I'm just a nerd about it. And to see kind of the inner workings uh, was really interesting to see how... Like deals are starting to like right. happen and get made, what people are putting emphasis on, what they're backing away from. Um, pretty cool stuff. Um, surfing's changing, there's no doubt about that. And, and the way that people are buying things are changing, whether it's online or anything else, you also, I mean, even down to surfboards. I mean, people now with leader counts, you're able to kind of figure out what board works for you. Yeah, and, and then if you want a certain model, you don't have to go hunt down every store. You just jump online, and I get it. Like, I'm a retailer. It sucks. It kills me. But I get it. For the ease as a consumer, you find that right board instead of needle in the haystack. So there's a lot of challenges both the manufacturer as well as the retailer have to work on because otherwise it's only guys that are just been around for a long time that have hundreds of boards that are going to be able to kind of capitalize on that still too. So Yeah. And I mean, for me, as more like the consumer side of it, that I felt like it was very much the business side of it. Like right. you're, you're very understanding of what's happening, the exchanges that take place between, uh, I guess, the businesses that you do business with and then the consumer who's more like me. And it seems like they're all trying really hard to do better for me, the consumer. Yeah. I don't think they've figured it out yet. Uh, like little things, like how the hell do you stock every size of everything and everything I want? It seems impossible. 
it, and it is. There's so much of it. So then at that point, it, it puts it on the store or retailer to kind of make the decisions on what they feel, right? And that's kind of part of the creative process is how, this is how we're curating the space according to all these different stories that are out there. Hopefully we're telling those stories correctly and the consumer relates to it and says, wow, I, I kind of relate to this shirt or to these pair of shorts and stuff or the way that it's merchandised. And that's kind of the process. So um, Super interesting to see that process. Actually, one thing I thought really kind of blew my mind, and I guess I had like an oversimplified view of everything that happens, but... Um, we hadn't even talked about this. It's like, just because you carry a certain line, right. or a certain brand, doesn't mean that you carry everything within that. And so you actually, even within like the brands that you're curating, you're curating different products, or different lines, right. I don't know how you refer right. to Categories. Yeah, and like, you guys are like literally like circling stuff. I mean like, that looks cool, our people would like that, right. our neighborhood would definitely be into right. this. Right. And buying uh, becomes such a, a weird thing as well because art. right you don't you're not necessarily buying what you like completely or what you're gonna wear because you factor not everyone is like that but you might like certain things or you might understand how a certain taste works in a certain area you might want to try you might want to push it that's again part of that artistry of what we do but you're right there's so many variables that go into it like okay this and that then imagine you see ten different lines and you've marked all these different things and now you're guessing what you're gonna go ahead and purchase for six months down the road. That's and so it's like imagine. you know, and then you're like figuring, all right, this and that. I have a certain amount of budget. This and that. Do I put it towards this, or, or or is this gonna work a little bit better than this? And sometimes you sit on things, and it's kind of part of the gamble. Hard. Really, yeah. it sounds really hard. Yeah, it kind of blows your mind. Yeah, no, it's really, really. Uh, so you like walk into a surf shop and you see all this stuff there. You really never give, at least I didn't give any thought to how the hell it got there. Right. It <laughs> turns out. What I learned is that there's many, many steps in this whole process from the designers who are coming up with like, hmm, I think maybe the retailers right. are going to like this kind of stuff because their like, uh, customers are going to like this kind of stuff. And then you have the reps that push certain things because they may think it's better for your little market or whatever. My God, I mean, there's a million decisions yeah, and that, to be made all the way down. And that's all before sometimes it gets to the store. You have the oh yeah, yeah that's even before. Yeah, the designers, like, and then you have the allocators, and you have the merchandisers, and they're kind of figuring out how it's all going to work for a collection, this and that, and then they present it, and they have to at that point figure out who likes what to go ahead and see how much volume they get for this. And sometimes they miss on something that could be a hot seller, and also they didn't get it cut enough in time because it's done so much with so much lead time in advance. Yeah, well, and then once it gets to the store, there's all a different, you know, this bill comes in this time, this bill comes in this time, you pay it here, you pay it there, you know. And then even how you present everything that you've curated from within categories, within different brands. Yeah. So many layers. Yeah. It's really, I mean. So it's a labor of love, we do it for you. Yeah, we do it seriously. For you. you want to come in, you check it out, you give us pat, high fives or pats in the back, so that's kind of what makes it feel better. You know what? Here's another good thing. This is maybe on like a slightly more positive note because what we just talked about is kind of like the strength of the business. Sure, it's not the hard part. It's bis the business of the business. It's the business. It's the business. But one thing I did think that was really cool, I had the liberty of meeting some really interesting people pretty much through these guys. And these are very high-powered people within the industry that run the show for their brands. Right. They invent brands. Right. They are CEOs you know, or presidents. They're exactly, yeah. you know international exactly. people. They're making yeah. decisions. Things that you see out there that are whether it's marketing or this. Those these are the guys that are making those decisions. Yeah, and you know in my normal work, those people generally wear suits 
<laughs> not wetsuits. Right. Uh, they will meet you for a drink, but you've got 10 minutes with them, and then they're gonna like move on. But you know, it was a totally different scene here. These, I mean, from what I saw, and I can't speak for everything, but it's pretty heartfelt what they're trying to do. They're right. in it because they want to be there doing it. Right. And I really feel like uh, having experience in other business and talking to these guys, like they could be industry leaders right. in any industry. Right. They could be a CEO of any company, but they chose to be CEO of a surf company right. because well, they're it's a passion of the maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's it's and it comes through when you talk to all these guys and going to a trade show like that and like watching guys in John Glass and like right. you know just like walking around the trade He's show. Casual, like, I mean, oh, that's the guy that runs that brand. You're like, he's wearing flip flops. Cool. Again, I refer back to like these guys with Visla. They're just such epic. It's such an epic team from Paul, the CEO, down to yeah. the, the rest of the team. Like, and they're hands on. They're craftsmen themselves. So they're like. They're, you know, Paul, you know, the CEO is dipping the different resin tints onto, this, so onto cool. this panel, which yeah. is a panel that we have here at the shop that goes around the rail of our bar. Yeah. Our countertop. And it's just like, wow. That was so Paul did this. surprising. Like, the CEO, like, and we're just sitting surprising. here having a beer together and you're like, that's right, you know, because it really is that cool. Like, we really are all yeah. on that same plane. Of There's right not now, so. many CEOs in any other industry I know that'll actually get back down in the trenches, so right. to speak, and work at that level. Right. They're definitely not mixing resin. Right. I mean, no. and, and there he goes to show you his passion. He's always, first and foremost, has always been a surfer, you know, and, then, so that, and that's what drives him. And doing what he's done for such a long time, because he was a CEO for Billabong for 25 years, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of still doing it. He enjoys working with people. And, and building teams and seeing this growth and and he's pushing that vision that he sees with surfing and it's uh it's pretty exciting to be along you know yeah. jumped along with it yeah so. really i guess like the the realization that there's really business happening in right. the surf industry outside of what you see in surf mags or like through the, the media and things like that i mean there's real business happening and it's not a small industry um oh i guess that was another thing that was kind of interesting is uh from the last time i went uh, 15 years ago, there was like a 15-foot vert ramp in the middle right. of the show, right. and most every uh, booth was a surf company, right. uh, established or growing. Right. And this time, there was a lot of other, like I guess, resort wear, uh, sundries, beach. Right. So, stuff. so, so that sundries beach wear or just the resort side has always been there, but they were probably maybe like thirty percent of the show back in the day, where seventy percent was like surf and skate and everything else. And now, as things have gone the way they have, surf industry's gotten hurt the way they have. Resorts have been; they're still kicking it. Yeah. Um, and now the show is kind of like sixty or sixty-five percent resort. Thirty-five, if not at least seventy thirty, yeah. uh, surf, which is a, a complete change. But again, testament that things are changing in, in the industries that we're in, and you know things are different. So, um, be interesting to see where, where we go from here. You know, but I think it's about activations at this point. Like now, it's about what are the big brands doing to um, stoke out the retailer that's saying this is this is why you should be telling my story. You know what? The thing that, com uh, that connects all these, I guess. Like even the beach wear and resort stuff and like whatever, is that there's a certain sort of appeal that the ocean and like the coastline of the beach has for people, mm -hmm. and that's what they're selling. They're selling almost like a lifestyle. Sure. You know, and um, and surfing is that too. I mean, 
you know, we talked about this on the way down, you know, how many people that come into a surf shop actually surf all the time? Or how many people that are really uh, interested in surfing surf all the time? Not, not a huge percentage, I would imagine. You know, I, I've noticed before, just doing your own personal, my own personal test, like seven out of 10 people that go to most surf shops don't surf. But then again, you know, and a lot of people that come in like, oh, I can't buy anything there. It's a surf shop. And you're like, well, gotta wear, someone's gotta wear board shorts, gotta wear sandals, I'd like to wear glasses, like wear bikinis, I don't know, t-shirts. I like wearing t-shirts, hats. So most people don't realize, oh, I can get those. And then it's not just your typical, and that's what I think we've, we've tried to do here at first, is not make it your typical surf shop where it's just like very junior or very young where you kind of feel out of place wearing it. It's kind of, there's a mature version of it as well with a lot of the brands that have great quality and material, um, but are, don't feel like you're kind of making you feel like you're 18 years old, you know? Let them all be 18 again, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of reminds me of, um, uh, like what Corona's done with beer. They're like, beer, our beer equals vacation. Yes. And to a large extent, I think like when people think of surfing, they think of like vacation or leisure time or like enjoying their life and like nature and the natural world and everything else that comes with it. And it, because of that, it holds like this place of cool. Right. And so if you come to a surf shop and you buy a pair of boardies, even if you don't surf, you're gonna feel cool, right? And I can guarantee that if you buy a pair of boardies that's made by a surfer for a surfer, they're gonna be functional and they're gonna work, right? And they're probably gonna stick in your closet, maybe forever, right? And I mean, those commercials work. I mean, I thought of throwing and skipping my phone across the pond many times. <laughs> Every time I read, yeah. Like, ah! yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think that that like was a kind of a, a realization that. Um, that surfing has a broader appeal, mm -hmm. way broader than I would give it credit for on a day-to-day -day basis. And seeing, you know, like the floor of the expo laid out, and actually seeing that yeah. dividing line, you're like, wow, you know. And then if you even took in the in the surfing side of it, how many of those were hard goods, like yeah. the things that actually allow you to go surfing? Yeah, the you part need a pair of trunks, but you can wear your underwear. Like Paddle boards, or how much of it was right. other flotation devices, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. party flotation devices, yeah. or things that go behind the boats, or you know. Okay, so that brings us to another question, and I know the answer to this right. one, which is why I'm asking it. What was the favorite thing you saw at the show? <laughs> well, my favorite thing, or you know, and I, I don't know, I'm just a leisure kind of guy. Yeah, I thought it was going to be great. They have this like huge float thing, like and they, they make it for yoga, where they're like pods you can kind of put your paddle boards up to it. But then they've created a center section that has seats as well as like a bar, and it's like a tiki hut. It's like a floating tiki hut for like six people. You pull it behind the bar, I mean your boat, you stick it at the sandbar, and just drink. Have you ever seen one of these out on the water? Not yet. I can't yes. wait. Maybe not. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting thing, that's all I think. <laughs> and you, uh, what'd you find? What'd you think was cool? Oh, what do I think was cool? Um, I know, I'm kind of overwhelmed. There's a lot of interesting things that I saw. Um, I guess that traction that was non-wax was clear, kind of, The clear traction. And I'd seen it before and I'd felt it before. I don't know, uh, maybe I'm becoming less of a purist and just kind of going for what might work, but I'm kind of interested in it. I mean, I've got tons of wax all over everything I own. I've wax got, Adds weight to your board if you keep putting tons, on top. Yeah, tons of weight to your board if you add a lot. Uh, sometimes you run out of wax.
Sometimes you don't have the right bar wax. Sometimes your wax gets slippery. I don't know. It just seems like something that you could improve. It seems kind of revolutionary. Well, I yeah, I guess it'd be revolutionary. But it just seems kind of stupid that we're using wax that was developed like 60 years ago. Right, out of the you know kind of necessity more than anything. Yeah. Like what? Uh, what I find? No, we should be better than that. Right. Uh, okay. So that was kind of interesting. Um, what else is kind of oh those paddle boards, Bote. Yeah, Bote paddle boards. That was that was kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I mean know. everything else seemed like more or less like slight changes to what I expected. Like uh, all those Tomo boards look right. pretty sick, right. um, or the Slater design stuff, right. all from uh, Firewriters. All that stuff was like really cool, and all the technology is great. But these guys look like they have really just eclipsed what they've been doing in the past. Stand-up paddle boards are no longer what you think is a stand-up paddle Right, board. I think once they got into recreation and you were able to kind of fish off a board and they uh -huh. kind of went off of that, they just went bonkers. And the one board I'm guessing you're talking about was the one that was for $5,000. Uh -huh. The one that was like, it had to be like 14 Fully equipped, fully equipped, equipped FLK. Okay. Right, so it was like a six-horsepower six Yamaha engine on there, uh -huh. you know. Just full-on little angler's dream as far as for little flats fishing and cruising around. And yeah, it had the pole anchor, so pole you can pull or you can actually just have it automatically with, I mean, it had a full hole. It was pretty tight. It had rod holders all built yeah. in. Everything looked like someone had done a lot of fishing on Santa paddle boards yeah. and just been like, if I could dream something up, mm -hmm. it would look like this. Now, Bote did a proper job as far as paddle boards go. It was pretty, it was pretty interesting. And so I guess I'm saying is I didn't see any of that from surfboards, really. Right. The surfboards that I'm looking at look more or less like the surfboards that I've seen the last 10 years. Right, it's just maybe resin tint jobs that are a little bit different. Resin tint's really, I mean, it's like, resin tint's been happening for 40, 50, 60 years sure. anyway. Sure, It's like, that's not gonna really do it for me. Th that Bote design was, I mean, it had a complete, like a displacement hull, uh, the, uh, the deck was uh, carved out. So ballast bags, they were dropping on either side. No, I'm just kidding, it's ballast bags. <laughs> I was like, there was, <laughs> I thought you were serious. Yeah, I mean, that was impressive. Um, some of the fins that I saw from Futures was pretty cool. Um, they're working on some pretty interesting stuff. So I guess, you know, the tech is moving forward. Yep. Um, we've been using materials on boards. So it's just like finding lighter materials, finding uh, strengths and at different parts of the fin, at the entry point, uh -huh. you know, at the base of it, uh, right, according to what it is that you want it to do, and making that stiffness happen with the lightest materials available, whether yeah. it's carbon or whatnot. So. Oh, that was pretty interesting that uh, they had the hollow core uh, fins. Yes. Oh, watch out. Oh, sorry. It was not so, almost lost to you guys. Uh, yeah, so I think that's coming out in the future. Uh, I think I saw there was an April or spring delivery. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a fin, completely hollow, that they inject air into. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I've never ridden them. Sounds like an interesting idea. It sounds like progression. I don't know if it's progression for progression's sake. But or progression we'll for marketing's sake. Who knows? But um, it's interesting. But I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> someone's got to try it. Yes. Um, I guess we should do that. But uh, that stuff was pretty cool. And, um, Stoked you went? Oh yeah. I mean, anytime you get to bro down with like that many people, mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting. I mean, just like when you guys do events or right. like movie nights with Surf Rider or right. anything, right. it's just not that often that you get to hang out with people. Speaking uh, of movie night event with Surf Rider. Oh yeah. 
That's uh, February 3rd, a yeah. Saturday. Yeah, Alita Park. Alita River, Alita Park. Uh, uh, check out Surfrider Miami. Yeah, Surfrider. We'll have more information. Board. And uh, at Surfrider Miami. Cool movie, too. Yes. Do I remember what movie it is? <laughs> you, just, you just know it's cool. Because well, I, oh, I remember Sorry, I was just like, oh, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about fickle. <laughs> you think we have a board here trying to surf? Yeah, try surfing crap waves with a crap board. In having hardly any access to like having the government think that you're trying to escape the island every time you enter the water. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. probably really good. Probably really hard, and uh, I'm pretty interested to see what this movie's all about. Well, hopefully, we'll catch you guys out there. Yeah. Ready to wrap this up, Bradley? One more thing I want to talk about. One more thing. Since it's still winter, it's still, it's still winter. I noticed uh, something kind of interesting happening when I went surfing with some friends recently. I'm originally from New York. These folks are all born and bred Miami Dade folks. Yes, we are. And uh, they don't know how to use wetsuits, <laughs> like at all. Well, we try to educate the few that come through here for wetsuits, but yes. Uh, it was shocking and funny. I watched two friends bounce across the parking lot, completely naked, trying to put their wetsuits on. This is a testament for how hard wetsuits are to put on, to take off. No, I just think it's just flexible material. So or the lack of understanding that lack of understanding certain, and experience. Methods, right? Yeah, lack of understanding and experience. So one, every guy in New York, in the Mid Atlantic, or any place else where you serve with a wetsuit regularly has a Tupperware tub. Tupperware tub in the back of your car. Warm or cold? Is that usually warm? Just the tub. Just, right. you know, just a tub. Oh. Plastic, like a container. Oh, right. Because when you get out of the water, yeah, you got booties on, right. you got all this other crap, and it's all salty and sandy. So what do you do with it? You're not going to put it in your car and let it leak everywhere, right? Oh. No, you drop it in a Tupperware container. That's why everybody that surfs up there has got a Tupperware container. And you're right. Because you don't want to get your wetsuit all full of uh, gravel and all this other stuff, so you set down the lid. Speaking of wetsuits, let's have have one sir. What Alex Suarez come in here? Notice, notice this beautiful Vistula wetsuit coming through. As far as we were feels, just talking about, these, these are made for the Suarez's and the Gamises with right. extra long torsos and right. short legs. Right. So what we're talking about is an MS in size, which is medium short. Um, looking very good. This is part of the Seven Seas. This is a three-two or two-two. We are wearing a two-two full. We're operating a lot of a lot of question. Why would I put on a two-two? Because it's gonna offer a lot more warmth, a lot more warmth, but have a lot more stretch. Yeah. Then you would have three-two. Am I gonna be cold when I shuffle? No. You give me a return policy if I'm cold. Return policy. Well, it depends. If you're in Jacksonville and you're cold, I'm in ice water. Right. How how was the wetsuit put on? It's not crazy comfortable. It's way too comfortable. Right. It spooked me. I'm like, fuck that. Maybe I should get a three-two. Now I'm gonna be cold. Right. No, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really warm. Yeah. Keep it on a cold day. Yeah. Yes. Trust Chris always. <laughs> that salesman voice right now. Yes, sir. So uh, the one soul, Paul. Well Paul done, sir. Well done. You look seats. comfortable. He does look comfortable. He looked like he didn't struggle that bad. No. A little sweat, I saw. A little sweat, I mean, but it's hot in here. Uh, the other thing that, uh, oh, yeah, so back to these idiots jumping around naked in the parking lot. You should be arrested for stuff like that. You should still be. I mean, in decent exposure? Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, guys, wrap a towel around your waist, 
shoot your thing up, and then when it's up, you rip your towel off. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. You, you would think. And even though it's cold out there, no, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Wrap, wrap it up, gents, ladies. And then you got uh, the other uh, getting the wetsuit on. On. So when you try to put your leg through the leg hole, mm -hmm. you get somewhere around the knee. Your right. heel always catches. Always. Right. So how do you get rid of that problem? You put a plastic bag plastic on your bag. foot, it slides right through, and then when you're done with that plastic bag, you put it back in your trunk, and when you get up done with your session, you put your wetsuit in that plastic bag. Done. Easy peasy. Um, One um. easy operation. And another thing I'll tell you, if you are going to serve somewhere where it's actually cold, really cold, or you just want to be slightly warmer when you get out. North of here. Yeah. So you take a bottle of water or a thermos, you pour hot water into the thermos, you wrap your towel in said bottle of water or thermos, when you get out of your session, water is still warm, you pour said bottle of water over yourself as you're changing out of your wetsuit, you're nice and toasty, you take that towel now that's been wrapped in a hot water bottle, nice and cozy, you're good to go, warm and fuzzies. And could you use that plastic bin that you're gonna throw everything in and like as you wrench yourself off, step off into the plastic bin so you're not, so you're not as dirty yeah. and then you do the rest and then you can throw everything in there. Have I'm, you sucked I'm in the Northeast in the winter? Learning. No, it's too cold. Yeah, we'll get into how to change out of your wetsuit in the car in the next episode maybe. Maybe. Because that's a whole other ordeal. <laughs> the steering wheel gets in the way, so you have to sit shotgun. <laughs> or if you have a truck, you lay in the bed of the truck. Oh, burr. Oh, there's, I mean, oh, that was the other thing I noticed. It took them like minutes, at least, to take their wetsuit off. I had my wetsuit off in like under 15 seconds. Oh, the values of being a Northeast surfer. The, the things, things you pick you up. Bring. The things you pick up. Oh. Is that a necessity? You know, and here we thought, surfing the northeast. Oh, it's just cold. I can't go up there. No, you should definitely go up there, especially in September. It, only time, maybe. August, September, when it's its warmest. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Uh, I'm sure. All right, I think that we should do a little ending here. Let's do For our sing-along, if you want. We, can, we have been rehearsing a number. A number or two. Or three. <laughs> Well, uh, we just want to thank you guys for joining us again. We're really enjoying doing this little thing that we're doing here. It's kind um, of fun. It's been fun. So uh, we'll put this up on the blog and check out all our episodes and follow Thank You Surfing, First Shop, Division, and uh, oh yeah, Division Moonwood. Division Moonwood. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Adios. Bro, oh, son of a I, I can top. never do this right. Yeah. All right, and, and? uh-huh.